Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Tough Love Terry Podcast. I am super excited to have you here for this particular podcast because I am sitting down with my friend, Alicia Haskett. She describes her superpowers as being a healer and liberator for black women. And through this conversation, we talk a lot about her beginnings, why she wanted to get into boudoir, and more importantly, why it was important for her to focus specifically on black women, creating spaces to help them liberate themselves. Um, And just like this was the first time Alicia and I have talked face to face. And I have to say, I think I have found my kindred spirit. Um, We talk about generational trauma. We talk about self-growth and um, moving beyond just taking pictures for our clients and what we need to do to create these epic experiences. I'm really excited for this particular podcast as well, because we are also going to be talking to you about her, one of her newest projects, which is called the Negus Project. And it is a current form of activism for her to allow black men space to shed and share their vulnerability. And it's just an amazing project that she started. So we are bringing Alicia onto the podcast because she will be one of our upcoming educators for the Boudoir University electives courses. So if photographing men and creating therapeutic experiences are is something that you are totally into, and even if you just want want to get some like mantras and affirmations and just feel like revived then this podcast will be for you all right perfect so welcome to Alicia thank you for coming on the tough love Terry podcast with me uh, I'm super excited this is our first time like seeing each other face to face in meeting if you will as we do these days um, but I'm really excited that I was introduced to your work I think somebody had tagged you in my group first that's how I first got on to like your work and your projects and things like that um, and then I was like blown away I was like I think I called commented on your post I was like oh my Thank god this is, amazing. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm looking for um so I was just like super blown away um I'm always I'm I always love connecting with other creators that um see that we can use our gifts for a bigger purpose and mm-hmm. really really leaning into our messages and things like that um so I'm gonna now shut up for a minute and let you talk <laughs> so give us a little bit of context like what why boudoir first of all like what was it that you saw that you were like somebody needs to do this um and then kind of your journey through that to where you are today Okay. Wow. It's a, it's a, it's a long story, but I will convince it. (laughs) So I actually, I do have a degree in photography. I graduated in uh, 2007. I had to think about it for a minute. Um, So I graduated in 2007 and I started weddings and I hated it. Um, (laughs) I I feel (laughs) you. I, and, but my favorite part of weddings was when the bride was getting ready because everybody was around her and she felt amazing. And I connected with that in that moment that this is something that every woman should feel like this outside of other people, they should just feel that for themselves. Mm. And so in 2017, 16, I was with my, uh, my ex-husband from 18 to 30 and we got divorced. And so that was a huge transition for me in my life because 
I really had to focus on who I was. I didn't know. I really didn't know who I was because I was always a unit with this person and everything revolved around him and our relationship. So I was like, okay, now what? Like, now what am I supposed to do? Because I don't know and I'm confused. And I know if I'm confused, there are other women that are confused as well. And I had to really like grow myself and get connected with who I was as a woman. And then on top of that, who I was as a black woman, like what do I want to show myself as? And like the person I am today is not the person I was three, four years ago. This is a totally new person. And I wanted to be different. I wanted to really tap into my femininity, my divine femininity and really figure out who that person was outside of him mm. because he was very boisterous and outgoing and I was very quiet very shy I didn't really talk a lot like the person was just totally different so now when people see me they're like I didn't even know you <laughs> I didn't even know <laughs> that you did yeah so and I realized that you know there were other women who were dealing with the same thing and then I in 2017 around 18 I realized that there was a big shift for black women who were starting to heal themselves from a lot of the things that I was dealing with as well. And I realized there really wasn't a place. And I was in, um, what was it, Do More. And I saw that there were not a lot of like black photographers and then there were not a lot of black bodies. Mm -hmm. And so I decided like, okay, I'm gonna focus just on black women. And that was, it's still stressful because black women sometimes don't see themselves outside of the narrative of what sexy is yeah. so i try to really show all sides of what black women are all body types all colors um, because i really want them to understand that you know we can take our armor off because we have to put we have to protect ourselves yeah and so um we put it on so often that sometimes we don't remember that it's still on so I give them a space, a safe space to really focus on not feeling guilty when they want to be sexy and what their version of sexy is. Cause I tell them all the time, my version of sexy is not lingerie. I'm not that person. I like oh, I, uh You're preaching to the choir. Listen, I, I, I don't like, like it. Sausage casing, like when you put yeah. straps and like things to get tangled in, like it just, no, I would never wear that in my life. No. So and similar though, but you have to kind of go through that of, wearing it to be like yes like other people's opinions essentially you're like this doesn't fit anymore like i need to take this shit off and put it away just throw it away <laughs> yeah. and i say that like when my clients come in i call them my beauties when my beauties come in um i say you don't have to ask me if you look good i always say how do you feel like, how do you feel with this on? Because I don't, it doesn't matter to me how I think you look. I think you look amazing in everything, but if you don't feel amazing, you don't feel comfortable, this is not going to work. And yeah. so that connection um, and with me doing the videos and things with the wigs and everything really allows them to connect with me as a person. So when they come in, they like, I know you. I'm like, okay, all right, we could do this. So it gets them to open up more. And some of the stories that I've been told have been really heartbreaking about their journeys and how they're navigating this world, um, not just as women, but as black women and how the struggles that they have to deal with and the weathering, um, cause that's a term that we use, I use a lot about, you know, racism and sexism and, you know, um, patriarchy and how it, it feels for us and how it really doesn't extend our life. And so I try to really make a space for us to have those conversations, plus talk about boudoir, because I do want them to get in front of my camera, but if they're not ready, yeah. I don't want them to be a part of this journey. 
That's fantastic. So do you cultivate that through like, um, I know you mentioned videos. So is that like on a YouTube channel or like a Facebook community or, or do you invite people just to your studio to not even shoot just to kind of like hang out and, and talk about these things? Do you have events that you host? So I, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, what does that look like um, when you talk about that? So I do a lot of lives. I bring um, sex educators on, a lot of sex educators. I have a lot of sex educator friends. Um, so we, we talk about that. We talk about like the orgasm and the, the male orgasm, the female orgasm. We talk about toys. Um, I have a life coach coming on next week. Um, I had a social worker come on and we talk about those things. Um, we talked about sex magic, I think two weeks ago. And the week before that, we talked about black women in the church and sex and what that looks like and how, you know, we are moving away from the church because of that. So lives pretty much are the big thing, but I'm, I'm moving away from them on um, Instagram because they're doing me dirty. Um, I'm tired of Instagram. So probably YouTube will probably probably be the next thing that I'm going to do because then we can go on for extended times and not have to worry about an hour. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a fantastic way um, for for people to get to know you, not just as a creator, but also um, like for to really enhance the message of why this work is so important. Uh, and I think you're similar to me, like in that way, when I first started, it was because nobody was photographing fat bodies. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, somebody's got to fucking do it. So, <laughs> so that's what I set out to do is to just show that it could be done. Um, but then very quickly it turned into, okay, but there's something more here. Like photos are just the safe thing now, yeah. which to most people would be like, what? But yeah, it's safer than let's talk about your deeper issues. Mm -hmm. um, so providing those safe spaces or even just starting those conversations, if people don't want to engage, they can still listen. And it really does help. I think, um, like you mentioned about the, the weathering piece of it, um, I think it goes to the building back up. So that yeah. way, every time they watch a video of you talking, it's like, okay, they're just a little more confident when, the, when they came in. Um, and I think that's like such an awesome power that we have as creators that we can um, go further than just taking pictures, if you will, um, that way. So now you did mention, I want to break down a little bit. You had talked about at the beginning was kind of like this idea of divine femininity. Yeah, so yeah. I want you to elaborate a bit more on that. And like, what does that look like to you? Like when you say, um, because I'm assuming that you maybe didn't have what you would consider divine femininity? And then how did you know what it was when you found it? I didn't, <laughs> I did not like at all. And <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I did it. <laughs> um, and it's an ever changing you know, thing. Um, really to me is really tapping into, um, for me, I'm very spiritual. So a lot of what I do um, is with ancestors, crystals, all that good shit. Like I'm all about that. Um, and it's really tapping into uh, those women who came before me. Beautiful. And um, honestly, it's, you know, what were they able to do and what can I do now that I have the resources that I have and what does that look like? Mm -hmm. So again, with that purpose, my purpose I know is to help others heal. Like that's just who it is based on my story and what I went through. I need to, I don't have a choice. So I have to, you know, express to them like when you really tap into the person, the strength that you actually have, not the shield you put on, but the strength that you have within you, 
that has always been there, literally just waiting for you. That's when you get to that moment where you're like, I can do anything. Like I, I have a group that I talk about. Um, I wrote a journal based on my life and what I went through with my divorce and all that. And we, we meet every uh, Sunday and I ask them, you know, who told you that you couldn't, that you had to be humble? Like who does, where, who does that work for? Because it doesn't work for you. Because when you are humble, you take away from your beauty, you take away from your accomplishments. So who told you that you have to be this way? And if not, tapping into that divine femininity is like, I'm confident in myself. So when I'm confident in myself, I'm not gonna let anyone stand in my way. And then that imposter syndrome doesn't happen because I'm confident in everything that I'm able to do because I'm tapping into that, that reservoir that is always filling. That's like super fantastic. That is the one thing that I always tell people. I'm like, when you can, when you, when the need to share mm -hmm. overpowers, like the, the, the necessity for you to do this work will overpower any fear that you have of not doing the work yes. um, or uh, of doing the work. Like the thing is, we all have fears at the beginning when we're stepping outside the comfort zone. We're like, oh, what are we <laughs> going to think? What are, what's going to happen? Yes. But then, but if you can stay focused on that purpose, like what will happen if I don't share this and what will happen if I don't tell my story and, and kind of flip that narrative that we have in our head that, uh, that always tells us like, okay, but maybe you shouldn't, uh, mm -hmm. we need to flip it and say, but what if I did? And like, what are the positives that will happen? And all of a sudden that outweighs, um, any fears that happen because it's like, it's not about me anymore. Yeah. It's about them and it's about helping more people than just myself now. Um, and I think that's scary. amazing that you were able to do that. It's very but, scary. It's scary. Oh, but <laughs> absolutely. The fear doesn't go away, but I think it that, doesn't. But every time you take that step, and you probably know this too, is like mm -hmm. every time you do that thing, it like emboldens you to yes. go back again uh, and to do even harder things that are still scary. Uh, mm -hmm. it doesn't take the fear away, but it makes it more courageous. And I would assume that having that connection to your ancestors and things like that makes it easier because you don't feel alone to no. take that step, right. To say they did hard stuff. They did really hard shit and they didn't even have what I have. Right. And so that kind of like makes you feel supported in a way to move forward, to carry on your message. And I think that's super beautiful. Um, so now you're, you have a new product. I don't know if it's new. Is it a new project? I started uh, it maybe um, two years ago and then just dropped it. And then I brought it back again. Okay. So it is the Negus project, yes. um, which uh, is what originally was the thing that I commented on. I was like, yes. amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah. So can you explain a little bit about um, the project itself, but also what inspired it? Um, yeah. Uh, so I, for me, I've been single for a while now, and it was just one of those things where I always meet people. I always meet someone um, just randomly. Just, that's just how I miss my personality. That's just what they gave me and I stick with it. So I, um, I can't, I don't know what it is. So I, I was at an opening, um, Toyota was having an event and I went and it was through um, very smart brothers or something in DC. And so I went and I met a young lady and then she introduced me to this guy um, whose nickname is Cornbread. And so I, yeah, I was like, okay, you, you're a grown man. Okay, we're gonna go with it. So. And I met him and I was just 
astonished by how open he was as a black man to say like, you know, I'm going to therapy. And this was the first day I met him. And he was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to therapy. I just found my therapist. You know, I've been looking for a year for a black man as a therapist. You know, I have abandonment issues. Like it was a lot. And I was like, wow, this is, this is interesting because I've never met a man who would just come out and just say, you know, yeah, I'm going through all this stuff, but I'm still cool. How about you? And so as we got to talk, I was on his podcast and we really talked about, you know, what it is that we are dealing with and why therapy is so important, mm -hmm. especially for black men, because they usually have this thing, which most men do about, you know, being strong, not showing emotions. And if you show emotions, there's something wrong with you or you're seen as more feminine. And so as I was speaking to him, we, I asked him, you know, would you shoot? Would, would you be able to, would you come on? I would like to shoot you. The first time it was horrible. It was, it was bad. I didn't know what I was doing because I had never shot a guy before. So I was like, this is horrible. And so like two years later, so I, we were talking and I said, you know, I would really like to try again. But this time I want to ask you some questions that go along with that because I know he always deals with body issues. Mm. He's a bigger guy and he always talks about, yeah, I know I'm smart, but I, my body is what I've always had an issue with. And so, and he's always working on his body. So he said, you know, um, I'm down. And I was like, okay, cool, let's do this. And so I asked him, I said, you know, you don't have to take off your clothes, but if you would like to, I'm gonna shoot and we're just having a conversation. And he was down, he was cool. And so when I asked him questions about, you know, being vulnerable, what does that look like for you? And he said, I don't connect with that word. And I'm like, but you were, when we talk, like you're very open and honest, but that word for him is not in his vocabulary. Hmm. So I thought that was odd because I'm like, but I said, okay, you know, I'm not gonna argue with you because he always <laughs> says I argue with him. And I'm like, no, I'm just opinionated, there's a difference. So we um, went back and forth with that and he is very much so what we would consider, I guess, an alpha male. And so he's like, yeah, you know, I, I do this. I have my guns, I do this, I do this, but I still have these parts of me that I'm healing. And I, I, I'm fine with telling other men that yes, you should go to therapy. Yes, I'm all about mental health. Um, and he wears it like he has a hat. He has all these things that he wears and he talks about even on his podcast. And we've done lives together where we've talked about this. And he's like, yeah, this is something that is important because I want them to see it. And he's like, you know, there's no man that's gonna come to me and say, you know, you go to therapy, your big ass go to therapy. And he's like, they're not gonna look at me like, oh, you know, you're, you're this or you're that. They're gonna say, oh, you go to therapy too. Okay, so if you can go, maybe I can go too because you look like, you know, a, a man's man. Whereas someone else wouldn't look like a man's man and go to therapy. And so from there, I decided to reach out to other men and say, you know, would you be interested? Of course it was, you want me to do what? You want me to take my clothes off and talk about, uh, I'm like, you don't have to, but if you want to, that's amazing, but no, you don't have to. And I recently did um, a couple session and I asked the, the guy while his um, wife was getting her makeup done, would you be interested in, in just shooting? I said, you know, you don't have to take your clothes off. We can just talk. And he, was, he wasn't as open to it at first, but as he sat and spoke, he talked about, you know, what it looks like for him to be a man and the challenges that he faces or he faced when he was trying to raise sons and how he's not ready for them to go in the world because they're not where they're supposed to be, even though they're in their 20s. And he's like, I don't want to go, them to go out and not be, you know, the man that I know they can be. So I'm going to have them stay home and do this work. And afterwards, his wife was like, I'm 
surprised that he talked like that. I'm surprised that he felt so comfortable and he really felt like it was for him a therapy moment. And I, she was like, you know, I just want to thank you because he's been working through a lot of things, but we, you know, even though we're married and we've been together, there's certain things that he just won't still express, but this was for him like a release. So from there, I was like, okay, this is, I need to continue on with this because it's just something that for me, since I create these spaces for black women, I also need to create these spaces for black men. Yeah. And I think that's so amazing, like men in general, but mm -hmm. even with black men, it's that much more difficult, I would um, predict, um, to, to feel like you always have to uphold this sort of persona. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, I just, I think it always it's interesting to me because it always is like women end up creating the spaces to make mm -hmm. things happen um and i think that's like that just goes again another testament to women to say somebody's gotta like deal with this shit <laughs> you know and like somebody's gotta do it because i did a similar thing here in my city um after i had done it with women about body image was like i used to have these events where i'm like i just want to learn more about how body image manifests for people um and so i did it with women twice and i was like oh you know what men probably would like to do this too so they were all on board until they had to come together in person yes together and they didn't nobody showed up that mm. was the thing because they would have to talk about these feelings in front of other men they were fine yep. to talk to me about it one-on-one -on -one. um and so that's when i realized similar to you like normally i don't photograph men but if somebody comes to me and they're like i'm really like i need advice about body image da, 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 i will invite them into the studio to do a photo shoot to talk about a similar um to do the similar thing because again the photo shoots the safe piece to it yes and yes. then it allows us to be like so body image and like <laughs> uh you know roles that you're expected to play and stereotypes you know mm -hmm. and it's just like chip chip chipping away at um at that kind of facade that a lot of men have to carry um so i think that's really amazing so when you re when did you restart it again like last year um, I actually, yeah, I was like, what's the year? This is 2021. Yes, last year. <laughs> I think about it. Yeah. So, and and it's just going to be an ongoing project for you? I, I really want it to be an ongoing project. I actually have a shoot um, with a couple, actually two guys this weekend. And so I'm excited about that because I know that um, I have a questionnaire to ask them, like, you know, why do you want to do this? Mm -hmm. And uh, the one guy was like, I just really want black men to see that this is possible. Like, this is something that we need. And I want to be a part of this because I want to show them that you can do this. And I'm like, okay, I'm down. Let's go. And I think like, and, and that's the big part of it again, is that representation piece, which is as mm -hmm. photographers, that is the amazing gift that we have is to help people that maybe don't know how to show. They're like, I wish I saw people like me um, in the media, but they may not know how to use a camera or where to even mm -hmm. begin to put out these um, types of images. So that's where we get to step in and say, let me help you and translate what you're wanting to do so that we can together like diversify what we're seeing and break down these stereotypes that, um, and these stories that not even people to say about us, but we also have taught ourselves to say about ourselves. 
Yes. Um, and I like that's that's one of the things I was like, oh my God, you're doing you're doing the Lord's work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But I think it's like so impactful and necessary, especially now more than ever. Um, conversations are being had around all the topics, mental health, um, body image, like all of these things, but men primarily have actually been excluded from a lot of these conversations. Mm -hmm. And, um, even in my city for men to get help with like eating disorders, they actually have to go to the women's health clinic. Oh, like what the fuck? Wow. No, they're not going to do that. So then they turn to the internet and all they do is like over exercise under eat and continue to perpetuate um, mm. um, these not super great ideals about um, bodies, you know? So, yeah. So I think it's important for us to keep having these conversations to create these safe spaces um, for people to just like unload. Yeah. Now, so because you're doing, because you're going a little further than just like just taking photos of people, you are doing like therapeutic kind of work um how do you take care of yourself to make sure that it doesn't chip away at you because like you said as a black woman you're already wet weathered right like you're already Mm -hmm. taking a lot of stuff on and so then now you're like actively like give me your shit too let me (laughs) add that to the file i can imagine that that would almost exacerbate too because you are now like you have your own um kind of experiences mm-hmm. right but now you're also taking somebody else's which can I would assume further enhance the representations of the stories you tell yourself about yourself right so I could see how that would be could be very exhausting so how do you take care of yourself to make sure that you can go back and keep doing this work because it is so important? Um, the one thing is my community. Like I have a really, really good community, which I didn't have previously. Um, so within the last, I would say three to four years, my life has changed dramatically. And so I now have a community of like boudoir photographers who are all black women who I can connect with. We talk every day. Um, I have a community of just friends that I can contact. Um, of course, I always, I have like my tarot cards, my, not tarot cards, my oracle cards and things. And so I have a, a, um, an ancestor altar. And so when I'm really feeling overwhelmed, which is, is not, it doesn't normally happen. But if I am at that point where I'm just like, I need to take a load off, I need to do some shit. So either I will take a walk or I will just, you know, sit and try to do meditation, which is hard as shit for me because my brain is always moving it's always working so i'll do like a guided meditation on youtube which will really help me to connect um but the other thing is my family like my family supports everything that i do um i would not be able to do what i'm doing without them um even my my dad is like my number one fan and so he is i'm the boy that he never had so i'm like we're here um because we talk every single day and so he is like, um, you know, well, what did you do today? What's this, what's that? So I'll talk to him. And, but again, with that, a lot of what I'm doing with that project also comes from watching him navigate things that he has to navigate that he doesn't because he is, you know, this older black man. And that just wasn't therapy was just his therapy. I go to the movies, that's his therapy. And I'm just like, sir, that's not, okay, do you. But watching that also um, helps me navigate. And my sisters, I have two sisters and we talk all the time on WhatsApp. And so we really are, 
for me, just tapping into them allows me to do that. And understanding that a lot of these things are not for me to take on. Mm. So I will just take them and just lay them. Like I literally, I will think in my mind, I will have this vision of myself just taking these things off and just putting them down because they don't belong to me. And so that's how I, I really tap into that, like that divine femininity. I will tap into that and say, I know this is not my energy. Um, And I recognize it immediately. And then I'll just say, you know, release whatever this is, I need to release it. And that's what I do. I just envision that being released. And that plays a big part in what I know that I am supposed to do. Because I know I'm a healer. So I know that I have to make sure that, again, that within that healing, I also have to be able to heal myself. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think that's really important. And I love that you have such a strong support system. I think like, and not just in one, like not just family, but you've managed to cultivate like these beautiful um, groups of people that are able to support you from different aspects. Like, because it's hard sometimes uh, being an entrepreneur for sure that, you know, when we talk to just like our friends that we grew up with and we're like, like, I just work like a 17 hour day. And they're like, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> and we're like, but I love it. It's insane, you know? Um, but they don't get it. No. And so to, to have these little groups and little pockets of people that get it from all the different aspects, I think is so important to have. And you don't, and I always tell people like, you don't need a thousand friends. You literally no. just need like core groups that you can go to, to say, Hey, I feel like shit today. And like, I feel like I've fucked up and I need mm-hmm. your help to just like, can you carry some of mine for a minute? Um, and that is like paramount to creating a, a sustainable uh, healing practice, I think, um, is that's what I also have had to learn uh, after almost burning out, like in 2018 was that. And so was there a point in your life um, and maybe not in terms of like doing boudoir or things like that, but maybe before where you would take on other people's shit. And like, oh, I always yeah. think it's our oh, ego. That's like, <laughs> I can change you. Like, let me heal, you know? Um, I think like people that are natural healers, it's very easy, especially in your twenties when you think everything's about you anyways, um, that you're like, I will be the one that yes. the day. <laughs> But with that, that's when I think you also learn though, to feel the difference between, I don't think this is mine. Like, do you do that when you're like, I feel some kind of way. And then I'm like, I don't, I don't think it's mine though. (laughs) It's so weird how, how it works. It's like, oh, why am I wearing somebody else's jacket? Like, no, (laughs) it's horrible. It's horrible. I actually, I lost a friend that way because whenever I was in her presence, I felt really depressed Mm. and I could not handle it. And I was just, and I would have nightmares and I'm like, I don't know what this is, whatever you got going on and sage, all that, that's not working. It's not working. I can't, I can't do this. Like, this is too much. Amethyst at her. Yes. (laughs) I was like, this is way too much. Like, I can't, it it still is hard. I'm not going to lie. It is hard because people will come to me um, for advice. And I did a tarot reading at the beginning, this is the same as January, at the beginning of the month. And one of the things she told me was you, you are going to have to set up extreme boundaries 
because it's going to get intense. So you're going to have to set up boundaries because, and I already see it. People will ask me questions. People will say, well, can you do this and do this, especially in that spiritual side. Like when I'm pulling cards for myself, I do it every morning just to tap in and I journal every morning. And that to me helps me to process and just get ready for the day. And I see a difference when I don't do that than when I do do that. And that also helps, um, to give people the space to say, okay, I can do this for you, but it's going to have to be at this time. I can't do it before this time and I won't do it after this time. So you have to meet me at this space at this time. And I'm more than willing to do this with you, but any other time I cannot, but definitely when I was like in my, my marriage, that was a big thing. Like I was the person that was doing everything, finances, everything to how everything I had to make sure that everything was, was taken care of. And it, it really did put a heavy load on me. And then when it ended, I felt a sense of relief that I didn't know that I was waiting for, mm -hmm. but it had to happen and for me to you know release that and to make the space to get everything else that I'm supposed to receive, which I could not because I wasn't supposed to be with that person and I didn't recognize it. So that was a big deal. I think that's a good a good piece though too because a lot of people there's not I don't have a shit ton of people that listen to my podcast yet, but <laughs> but the people that do are mostly creatives like other photographers and things like that and I think you hit on a really important point is that when you it's almost like when you struggle so hard to to take on stuff that's not yours to begin with you are eliminating the possibility mm -hmm. for yourself to have space to hold the things that are for you um and i think it's really important for us to be like wait a minute this isn't mine let me just put that down and then yeah. and then it's like oh here's what you've been waiting for um but you can't do that until you put down everybody else's stuff um, and I love that you touched on that you do have daily practices. That's something that I've like this last year for me, the pandemic was actually like a wake up call yes. to like, get your shit together, Terry, like stop letting other people run your schedule. Stop doing this. It's like what you, if you can't give to yourself first thing in the morning, if you don't choose you, other people will choose for you. Mm -hmm. And so daily practice has been something that I talk a lot about since like July, because I'm like, I have my walk in the morning. Nobody's getting in the way of that. And people are like, oh, does your husband go with you? I'm like, no, no, that's <laughs> my time. They're like, no. And it doesn't matter how long I walk for. It doesn't matter how far I go. It literally is just the doing mm -hmm. um, and then list making and then journaling. Oh, yes. And then it's like, okay, now I can people. Um, because I have chosen me first and every day, this is how I have felt the last like six or seven months of doing this is like by me choosing me first thing in the day, it is like, I already had a lot of confidence. Don't get me wrong, but it has made the deeper self-worth mm -hmm. piece more confident. I yes. always say I have a lot of confidence, but my self-worth is in the shitter. So the daily practice has said, is me telling me that you are worth the time and you are worth the energy to do these actions. And it has improved my self-worth of myself since then. Do you feel for yourself, it kind of is that same process? I do. Um, and I think for me, I've always had a very... I always had confidence within myself, but it was just like something was over top of it. 
and I had to remove that. Um, and I didn't know what that was until I really had to stop and look at myself and really be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, I really had to have that, what they call that come to Jesus moment. It's like, what are you doing? Why are you living like this? You know, out of all the work that, you know, your grandparents, your mother, you know, cause my family is immigrants. My, my mother is an immigrant, my grandparents, all immigrants. And the work that they put in for me to just not do anything was like, I, I can't do that. Like, that's mm-hmm. not how this is set up. Um, and then recently with the uh, sex magic talk, what she was saying is that, you know, we can't keep saying we are worthy. We have to say we are aligned. Mm. So I was like, oh, that was, I was like that, I'm going to write that down. That's so she was I like, am writing that yeah, down. she was like, you know, <laughs> when we say that we are, um, we deserve, or we are worthy of something that puts us in like a, a victim or trauma space. Mm. But when we say I am aligned, it's telling the universe that this is supposed to be for me because I am in this vibration of whatever I'm that here is. Here now, yes. yes. I like that. Thank yes. you. <laughs> I love that too. I was like, I'm gonna write that on everything. Because yeah, that's a new mantra. Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it until she said it. And I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Like I'm supposed to get this because I went through this. And that's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's like I moved through it and now this is where I am. Mm-hmm. So now I deserve these things. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, because I guess all along you are worthy of what, like the good stuff all along, no matter where you are in your life, you just maybe aren't in alignment to receive it yet. Yes. Um, and so that is a fantastic thing. Thank you. You are welcome. I had to pass that on because I was like, what the? F-? I was like, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> it really put me in a different space it really when she said that I was like wow I never I never thought about it so much control that's that's the piece that I'm like automatically I'm like I decide yes (laughs) like I get to choose what like to say like what yeah basically it makes those tough talks with yourself a little easier to be like what the fuck are you doing that's me <laughs> that's like yeah that's my my soundtrack too it's like okay girl you we've had enough of that like you need to move on like yes um but I think a big part of that too like having that inner dialogue and it sounds like you have a similar inner dialogue mm-hmm. to where you can kick your own ass like very self-motivated to be like okay enough like get off your keister let's go yes. um I think a big part of that when you were younger did you journal a lot did you write when you were younger I didn't but I was very creative mm. like I was extreme I had a business every other month I made skirts out of jeans I had like an easy bake oven but it wasn't an easy bake oven it was the one you can make the bugs with so I was making <laughs> those I was like I was really I was very much into um to art into nature like national geographic discovery channel was my that was all i did and read i was an avid i'm still an avid reader i can read a book a day so it was always like just being in my imagination was and i think when we we are in that space so often and cultivating that kind of connection to that is our inner i believe that is our inner self being like let it out like let's explore this and like there's a connection to something bigger than ourselves um that i think 
keeps that um i imagine it like you know the star the cups on the string like the telephone game yeah yep. i feel like my connection to the universe is like that string is so very strong because i keep listening to like mm -hmm. the ideas that i have i'm like i don't know if it's gonna work but let's try like yes. like i just listen to what i'm being fed into my head of these ideas like you and they may not work but they might work for a short time and you always learn something and doing the things um and i think that just strengthens that connection so that way when it comes time and you realize things don't fit you anymore um and i always say like those times in our lives that are difficult when we are in um not super great relationships or friendships or yeah. things like that they served a purpose at the beginning they were there and they fit at the beginning but then the I, people used to call me Terry two years because like the first year the honeymoon <laughs> phase and then the second year's like wait is this really like in alignment with me and it's like usually no so then I yep. would quit like break up whatever it was and move on but it is that that feeling of like okay I don't think this is for me anymore but I need to move um do you because you you had mentioned that you had like all these ideas and you would execute all these ideas do you like change? I do. I actually do. Um, I am the person who, which is weird to me because I, I love stability. Like stability is, is something that I, I crave. I'm still working on my root chakra, all that good stuff. But um, I, I will come up with an idea and I will do it immediately. Like I don't even think about it. I'm just like, this makes sense right now. So I'm just going to do it and I will do it. And for me, I think, like I said, the biggest thing was because I had to start over at 30, it doesn't really scare me anymore to start over. It may scare like my family and my parents because they're like, what are you doing? Okay, wait, what? What's happening? <laughs> and and that, that I think sometimes um, definitely is something that I do take into consideration, but I'm still in that space where, you know, I, if I want to do something, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to change it. And so I, that's why my wall is like it is. This is like the fifth iteration of this wall because I keep changing things. I'm a DIY queen. I DIY everything in my studio. And, and so that's the beauty of having a studio. That's yes. why I love it. I'm like, it's like playing Barbies back in the day, like where you got to decorate and change your house all the time. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I love it because I find that if you are not in motion, you are stagnant and stagnant to me is death. That's just mm -hmm. what it is. You're not moving. You're just, you, you're not even existing. You're just there. And yeah. I don't like that. I like to be in thrive mode and not survival mode. I love that. So what are you learning now then? Like what is, what is something that you're actively like either uh, doing that you've never done before or what it, what's, what's happening? Because if if you like me are, are something that's like, I have an idea, but I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out. Uh, so what what is that for you right now? Uh, honestly, with the um, boudoir for black women is really trying to figure out how to make that work mm. um, and putting all the pieces together um, and allowing people to help because I am a very I'm the person that's like I can do this all myself. And so allowing people into help has really been something that I have, I know I have to work on. And so I've been doing that more and more because I know I can't do all things by myself. Yes. So really allowing people to say, I can do it and I will get it done. Cause I'm like, oh, I can get it done today. Yeah. It's gonna take you a week. 
like just give i'll do it so that is just allowing people that space has really been something that i've had to learn within the last i would say six months is just allowing people their space to do it if they fuck up then i can go back and change it but i still have to give them space to do it first and that's hard as shit for me i'm not gonna lie it really is hard because i am a person that's like i'm gonna go i'm gonna do it out this is what you have to do do it okay thanks out and that's that's it but not anymore I think you and I were made from the same cosmic stardust or some shit yeah. because I'm totally, I'm like, I feel you. Like when I came up with the boudoir university back, mm-hmm. like I came up with that idea in July and I knew I needed other educators on board. And I was like, to my assistant, I'm like, if it was just me, this shit would have been done in August. Yep. But, but then I was like, but I'm going to give them like lengthy, like time to get stuff done because it's not, uh, it's not, um, a nice expectation to put on other people to work under yeah. the timeline that I would. <laughs> I'm like, it's not fair to other people. So I was like, we'll give them like three months to do this stuff. And it was, I lost excitement like halfway yeah. through because I was like, <laughs> like I procrastinated my own portion, like part in creating for it because, because I was excited at the beginning, but then I had to wait. Mm-hmm. So I had to like figure out how to motivate myself again while waiting for the timeline of other people, which it was a good lesson for me yeah. to say, how can you be motivated when stress isn't the catalyst? which is what I realized is what it was that was doing that um and yeah I just think it's like uh I told my VA when I hired them I'm like listen I can show you how to do everything but here's the main thing you need to know about me is you need to be ready to move when I'm moving that's all I care about is that I'm going to change my mind a thousand times and I need you to be ready to be like Mm -hmm. okay where are we going instead of like whoa 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 do not do that. Yes. <laughs> do not slow me down. That is me. It's yeah. hard. Patience is, is one of those things I'm working on. I just, I, I really have to, I don't have a choice and it's good because it slows me down to really get those messages that I'm supposed to receive yeah. because like I said, my brain is always firing on all cylinders. So I'm always, always, always thinking I have like five notebooks just around my space. So I'm just like, I have to write, I have to write, I got to do this. Oh, that was a good idea. So I, I have to learn to take that silence and not do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for me. That's really, really hard. That, yeah, that's definitely probably the hardest thing to that I had to like start scheduling in for myself was like getaways or like time away where there's no internet. And the only thing I have are notebooks, books and a bed to nap on. And then for like three days, that's all I do. If you're bored, you go for a walk in nature, you write in your notebook, you read or you nap. That Mm -hmm. is it. And doing that once a month has been well we're in lockdown now so i haven't been yeah. able to do it the last two months but i feel it now that i haven't done it similar to mm-hmm. how you said like if you don't get to do your morning ritual like you are like i know when i don't and yeah. the the interesting thing is how i feel now i'm aware of it whereas i had been doing that for the last like five years and feeling that kind of like irritable and like frustrated with people mm-hmm. and overworked and overwhelmed and da, 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 da. And I was just thinking that more work would fix it. Yeah. Uh, that's not how that works. <laughs> that, that is me. Yes, that is me. I um, did a tarot reading and um, I've worked with her for years now. She was like, um, you need to stop working in your bed. And I was like, oh shit, I'm in my bed right now. And she was like, 
you're in your bed right now, aren't you? And I said, I might, I might be, I might be. <laughs> I just, I might be. Cause I had my, my computer, my books, my phone, a tablet, like everything was like my, this, my, where a boyfriend would be. That was that side of the bed, pencils, everything. And I was like, you're right. I, I do need to not do this anymore and have a dedicated space because it's not healthy. Yeah, exactly. And I think that comes with that, like that voice again, that's like, Hey, what are you doing? This yeah. is not okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, and having those people to call you out on that is so important uh, to, to be like, maybe you shouldn't sleep yeah. with your like stuff. Eh, maybe it's also a fire <laughs> but yeah it's fine um yeah so we're gonna wrap up real quick here but before we go i want to ask you uh a question that i've been asking kind of everyone i think unless i forget sometimes which i do um when you've gone through tough stuff which you have uh what is like a mantra or like phrase that you like hang on to to help get you through like those times when you're like there's no end to this um when you know there is but like what is the phrase or quote or whatever it is for you um usually what i would say all is well everything is working out in your highest good you are safe beautiful i love that I think it's so important to have those, I call them like grounding words, essentially, mm -hmm. like when we know we have to go in and do a tough thing, like yeah. have that play, like, so if you're going to have a hard conversation with somebody, you got to fire somebody, or you got to like, go talk to a toxic friend or mm -hmm. a boyfriend or partner, or whatever, um, to have that, like, so, so it's like creates this like invisible force field around you. So it's like, it's like, this is okay. I'm okay. Strength and courage, strength and courage, strength and courage. Uh, and it creates this like force field though, that allows you to do that hard thing to get through that hard thing with minimal damage, um, I think is really important, which is why that's a question that I like to ask people because mm -hmm. I also think for people like you and me who are always moving forward, we sometimes forget that we have done hard things. We're like, yeah. because we're looking ahead. We're like, oh yeah, that was like forever ago. But it was still monumental and it shaped who we are and why we do the things that we do. So it's important to like recognize that. How did I get through that? Because there are going to be hard things that we have to go through later on. So remembering how we did at that time is super important, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, okay, so to finish up here, what, where can people find your stuff? Uh, what's coming up? Mm -hmm. uh, and anything else that you wanna share? Uh, you can find me, everything is OH Experience um, on IG, my website, everything is ohexperience.com. Oh my goodness. Um, of course I have boudoir for black women. So that is something that is my, my newest baby and really focused on really expanding this space to have more black boudoir photographers and showcase different bodies when it comes to black women. You should, can you share that in the everybody's education yeah. group? Because I think that would be, um, that would be good for the people that are in there to know that, that, that a platform like that exists. Thank you. Yes, we'll do. Um, and so we did an expo uh, in September. And so I would really like to do another one. We had panelists, everything. It was, um, it was a lot of work. <laughs> Again, I wasn't allowing other people to help. So it was a lot of work on the back end. So I definitely want to do that again. Um, and hopefully that will be sometime in the spring. 
And um, I do have what I have my reinvention workbook journal, which is really a journal to help women figure out what they want for themselves. So it's an actual interactive journal, which you can write in. It tells my story. Um, it gives you ways to love yourself and how to love yourself. Um, ways to really figure out what that looks like for you if you want to really start a journey of healing yourself and get out of that space where you feel stagnant. So I am starting um, a coaching program. I'm actually doing a pilot now. And <laughs> It's amazing. It's, it's interesting. It is amazing. Um, because again, being called to do something and you didn't want to do it, but you don't have a choice anymore. Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. They were not hearing it. You know, every time I went to do a reading, it was like, what are you doing? Like, come oh on. Oh my God. That, that was my whole last half, like year and a half was like, why can't I just be content to just be a photographer? Yes. I don't understand. And like, I felt this pull to do like the education, writing a book, da, 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 da. Yes. And, and I was like, so this is where I'm glad and you are, I think would be similar to me is your body does the work and waits for your mind to catch up. You're exactly. Like, like your mind is still like, I don't know why we're doing this work, but then you're like, just fucking do it. It's fine. And then eventually your mind's like, oh, now I see why we were doing this. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That well, is I'm it. thankful our brain can like set, be like, I know what's best. We're going to do the work anyways. <laughs> that is me. So that has been something that um, has been for me cathartic because I've, I've had to do more work that I didn't think I had to do. So that has actually helped and I see how it, it is helping other women. So that I think is um, something that I really want to expand within the next year if we, when we get out of this um, and really start doing more with that. Cause I feel like, although I love photography, I love um, being in this space where I can help women with the photography, I still want to do more because not everyone wants to have a boudoir experience. It's just not, it's just not on their radar, but everyone wants to be able to say, you know, I've worked through this and I'm on the other side of this. So I'm better or I'm getting better. So I really want to strengthen that bond with other women and let them know like, yeah, I went through a whole lot of shit, but I'm still here and I'm thriving and you can do the same thing. Like we are, are made of the same things. We can still do it, but here's the community that can help you with that. So that's been one of the things that I'm really looking forward to within the next year. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's, uh, especially for women, I think coming together to like, well, I created body image bootcamp, which does that same thing, but really specific to body image mm -hmm. work through like fat phobia and stuff. But it's like to get women together in a room to say, to, to dump their shit, but let other women carry it not just me like let the group of people carry everybody and it's just such a testament I think to like a matriarchal kind of yeah. um like vibe and it's so powerful and like to it is to facilitate it is like a whole other level like I, I just like get goosebumps every time I'm doing a workshop or whatever it is and I can tell that you are the same that it's just like yeah, <laughs> I do it. <laughs> it's just like and and you don't even it's not that like you do the work in the organizing and the asking of the questions, but the work that actually happens happens with the members and the attendees more so supporting each other and saying, like, yeah. you're safe here. Like 
I will carry that for you. And I will just take that a little bit so you don't have to carry it as heavily as you once were, which is kind of funny because you're like, I have to let other people help me, which is, <laughs> which is that same thing. So that's amazing. Again, if you want to share any of that stuff definitely the Facebook group, feel free. Thank you. Um, and, uh, I'll get you to send me the link so I can post all that stuff in the, um, in the, uh, description of the podcast for this, but, ah, oh, you're going to do amazing things. I always Thank say, you. I know I'm like, eh, this is over. And then I'm like, I know. but, um, <laughs> but this year I actually wrote a blog post that was like, I'm not a boudoir. I don't want to be a boudoir photographer. Why would I limit the ways that I can help people if there are yes. other ways that I can help people? Yes. And so I removed that label for myself because that's what was holding me back was this like boudoir box exactly that I felt like I was outside of but desperately trying to fit into and so that was making it about me <laughs> yes so I had to say enough about that just get rid of the box burn the box down all together and just like be you and do the things that you want to do that will help all as many people as you can I feel that way yes especially yeah. on Instagram because it's like oh you have to cultivate your feet and I'm like my feet is all over the place yeah fuck that <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care so yeah I, I definitely I feel that definitely yeah so that's awesome then I think there ne- there's going to be more of that uh that's one of the things with the everybody's group that I'm hoping to foster is to help people realize that they don't just have to be boudoir photographers because I know a lot of them want to do more than just photography work mm-hmm. I think when you get into boudoir photography in general you don't know that that's what it is right you're like yeah. oh, no, it's just like, I just like it okay but there's a, re- a usually a deeper reason why so oh this has been an amazing I'm so excited I me too <laughs> I was gonna do my dance I do yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> um, but I'm like super jazzed up now. So I love this. Um, so yeah, so you can, uh, check out Alicia's stuff. Everything will be in the description of the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, it will be on the whatever description of the YouTube thing. And that's about it. Uh, you can also check out Alicia's going to have a course coming to the Boudoir University, um, in the next quarter, which will be, um, released hopefully by April 1st, if we get our shit together on our end. (laughs) Um, but you can look forward to that as well. And what is your course going to be about just, uh, to give people a little teaser so it is going to be about the negus project and how you really can help men to really foster that space to feel safe to actually if they want to disrobe they can disrobe but if not to have those conversations about um what it is to just be a man and how they can feel safe within that space beautiful yeah so stay tuned for that because it's gonna be awesome all right perfect thank you alicia for being here and i will see you all later bye